All right, all right, all right. Hey, I'm Alex. I'm Caleb. And this is the Easy Easy Speaking Speaking Podcast. Podcast. With a guest, a surprise guest. And you know this guy fairly well, I imagine. Allegedly. Allegedly? I've only known him for... How old are you this year? Uh, I'll be turning 24 in September. I've known him for almost 24 years. Woo! Man, how old are you, Alex? I'm old. (laughs) He is the one, the only, my younger brother, Jonathan Lavasser. Indeed. Uh, Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good, good, good. How are you today? Uh, I can't complain, can't complain, you know, uh, since I'm currently living in Florida, you know, uh, I'm on the side of Florida that's not getting hit by Elsa so much, um, so, just kind of just been chilling, you know, we have some rain, but not much. That's good, that's good. Do you think the naming of that hurricane is a conspiracy by Disney? Uh, I, I'm gonna say no, because they, they, they... I think they pretty much just, it's like a, one of the weather services, I think it's the NOAA that decides the names, and they and, just go in alphabetical order. Yeah, it's specific just, meaning, right? Yeah, I, I'm sure there is. I have no idea. So, <laughs> I mean, look, I just figured Disney owned them. They own everything. Well, just about. They, uh, we're trying yeah. to get them to buy our podcast so that we get paid lots of money by Disney. Oh, I see what the move is. Mm-hmm. Trying to come part of that Disney family. Get us a Disney uh, Plus show. Yeah, I'd probably say that you probably have to talk about some different content. I'd probably <laughs> think so. Um, damn it. <laughs> well, I have to say, if you can't listen and hear already, we're calling in to Jonathan where he is now. Obviously, he's in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so... Daytona. Oh, look at there. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Something about his uh, fiance doing law school, you know, becoming a, oh, becoming a high-end lawyer right. and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, understandable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Furthering, uh, furthering the, you know, uh, our lives and whatnot. So, something like that. Who wants to do that? Exactly. Uh, I'm just trying to become rich off podcasting. Bingo. <laughs> so... If Uh-oh. you've ever listened to us before, you've heard us mention Jonathan when it comes to certain conspiracy theories and his his level of knowledge on them. Yep. Especially with uh, one we'll be touching up on today, the uh, Kurt Cobain theory. Yes, we visited that um, mm-hmm. a couple of podcasts. Well, more than a couple. Probably four or oh, five, dude, honestly. That might have almost been ten podcasts ago. Shoot! I was flying. Yeah, it's yeah, been a dude. minute, but like you said, during that podcast, you referenced Jonathan because mm-hmm. he's. You, you said like, oh, he'd light us up over the fact because we're talking out our asses at the moment yep. or something like Jonathan that. Jonathan actually has the research. I think he has a folder at home all about it. His own file? I think so. Do you have your own file? Uh, I probably wouldn't say I have my own file, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess you could say the amount of hours I've done research is um, outstanding. Outstanding, I'd probably say. Sheesh. Well, then, I I don't think there's any delay. I mean, no. tell us about it, honestly. Yeah. What we'll, we'll what did we miss if you heard us, that podcast? And what did we hit? And what else do you want to talk about it? So, uh, I guess let me, let me start by saying that it seems very uh, different, especially with 
FBI cases revolving around musicians. Um, for the case one, his file is only about 10 pages uh, wow. for the FBI. However, if you look at Notorious B.I.G.'s, you have 300. <laughs> um, they've only released uh, a few things in the past couple of years because of, I guess you could say, public outcry. Okay. Um, one of the one of the things, especially that people that I didn't really believe, but others tried to say, was a uh, pretty much along the fact that the Seattle Police Department melted the shotgun. Uh, I could say that that's definitely not true. Uh, they there are pictures; they have shown what the shotgun looks like. Wait, However, wait, wait. So originally theorized, the shotgun that was used in that event it was melted. People thought, but not correct. true. Oh, I've correct. never heard that. That's I mean, interesting. That's a freaking yeah. To melt melt down a firearm is not an easy feat. No, you can't just no. throw it in your your your, your uh, bonfire in the backyard. And that's why it was proven false because mm -hmm. of the fact. Probably among other things. But sorry to interrupt. I thought that was interesting. No, yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, mm -hmm. so um, a bunch of people thought that they melted down the shotgun for various of reasons. Uh, you know, to say that like they're tr they're helping to try to cover up evidence. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, but a couple of things that I found interesting, uh, especially was there is a suicide note. The suicide note is usually the most apparent evidence. Uh, I guess you could say in any kind of like suicide, quote unquote, cases. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things there is that it's in essentially two different handwritings what they said uh, and from what other people have seen. And one of the re newly released photos that they have from just a couple of years ago, I think it was in 2016 when they released some more photos, the Seattle Police Department. And one of the things was that there was the first part of the note talking about Kirch and his love for his fans and whatnot. And then the second part that is in different handwriting um, was talking about why he wanted to commit suicide. And the thing that's even more peculiar is the fact that the pen was actually stabbed through the note and stabbed through a part of the table. See and that? Again, yeah. If you know, if you know anything, if you know anything about Kirk Cobain's suicide, that he was on a quite a bit amount of heroin. Uh, quite a bit amount. Yeah. And, and you even told me this after listening, or we telling you. Um, <clears throat> Was he high during the incident? Yes, yes, absolutely. They actually found uh, the paraphernalia box that had his paraphernalia, you know, the dirty spoon, the syringes, everything like that along those lines. Um, and they they found that paraphernalia box pretty far away from his body, which some people could say that's a little bit weird, you know, but we, we really don't know because uh -huh. it was only him and what I believe the supposed killer in in that room you know um hmm wow you know I've and, got an image of that suicide note pulled up right now you can see where the handwriting changes even stuff as minimal as the letter I uh -huh. the, when he does his capital I's at the beginning of the letter there's more swooping they're a lot more sloppy you get about a little halfway through that letter they're a lot more neat then, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that right. is definitely two different handwritings. Cause like you can, that is that's that's crazy. And it's funny right. that you if if we just Google that, which Alex did, 
it, not only does it show images of it, but it's also on t-shirts. Yeah. Which is interesting. Get you a t-shirt with it on it. Yeah, um, then you're really <laughs> woke. <laughs> I, I guess, and, and like, it's super weird, too, because uh, some people found that as, like, a fashion statement, just, like, I forgot what the company was, but uh, the company, there was a company uh, who wanted to do, um, like, Kent State shirts that were bloodied up as, uh, for the, uh, whatchamacallit, for the Kent State murder that happened, Oof. and they thought that's it. They said that that's a good idea. That's a fashion statement. No, uh-huh. obviously not. That uh, pretty rough. Yes. Pretty yes. rough. So, um, oh, what was I about to ask? Damn, I hate it, it when just this left you. to me. It did. <laughs> you it anything? I mean, what else? Because there's the notes, right. and then the toxicology report or paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Right. The weapon. Right. What about any DNA that was left behind? Was it all Kurtz? That's what they say. They uh, they said that it was all Kurtz. But the the funny the funny thing about it too is that uh, on the on the photos you also see his medical bracelet from him getting out of a rehab center from L.A. Uh, a couple just a couple of days before, just a couple of days before, and. Uh, I found that kind of funny too. Like he actually attempted to really try to get clean. I think at that point, not only for his wife Courtney, but I think for uh, his daughter, uh, Frances. I think her name is Frances. It is. Yes, he wrote. He wrote her in at the end, or the, she was written in at the end of the suicide note. Her name. Yes. So uh, I, I think he really, really tried to get clean, and just for that to seem like what. What in those couple of days caused a breakdown again? Like people could say, you know, oh, it could be depression or anything. But if if Courtney was really the supporting wife that she was, I don't think she would have let that happen. Let alone if he was in a state like that, you know, yeah, just access even. to a firearm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, that's a little funny. Another thing that's really funny is that in one of the photos you see. You see several men standing around, and that they're covering up parts of the windows that are towards uh, for the news uh, and where people could see from the outside. They they were covering that up specifically, but in other situations, I guess you could say they that was not a thing that they really thought about. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. It's, um, yeah. So um, there there are just a, there's just a couple of things there that are just. Really, really, especially that the fact that his file is only 10 pages. And another funny thing that I figured out is that there were a lot of people contacting the FBI and say, why, do, why don't you want to open this case back up? Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much they said along the lines that that is not our job. That is a state level situation. Responsibility. And yeah, and uh, if if we know anything about the FBI and if they really want to figure out who is causing a murder, they're going to figure gonna that out. Yeah, pretty quickly. They're, they're a federal investigative service. I mean, they, they as far as inside the country is concerned, they have their jurisdiction. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which they is can, interesting. If they have a case file on something, they can reopen it. Yes. Right. I am right. looking right now at, at an image of the shotgun. Very interesting choice. Uh, that's not a short gun. I mean, I'm looking at that length. 
Well, it seems to be there's a screwed-on attachment to the end of it. Yeah. Either it be like a muzzle brake or a suppressor. Who knows? I didn't even know they made suppressors for shotguns. Oh, they're out there, but they're huge. They're actually probably bigger than that, so it may be like a muzzle brake that helps the flash and maybe mm -hmm. recoil, but uh, it's something fishy about that alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, that just doesn't... Suicide right. weapon of choice is never a shotgun. I just don't see that being a smart suicide weapon. Well, especially especially towards the fact that, you know, it uh, again, with the toxicology report, the fact that, you know, you're telling me that, one, a, and that shotgun's pretty long. As you can see, like, even with the, like, well, the Seattle Police Department, with them holding it, yeah. you, you have to hold it with two hands. And you're telling me, with how high he was on heroin that he pulled, was able to pull on a big toe with the amount that of heroin he was on, let alone another thing that came from the pictures that they only used one shell. He bought, so you're telling me he bought a whole box of ammo and only used one shell, I guess you could say, instead of just being like, hey, maybe I'm going to try to do other things with this ammo. Maybe that's just a thing that I'm thinking in my head, and I'm just thinking of current ammo prices, not 1994 ammo prices. Well, yeah, well <laughs> here's a thought. Maybe he just solely used it for, you know, protecting himself, and he just got the box and never went to the range. Mm -hmm. Who knows where he acquired it? I don't know that. Right. Um, right. And I mean, like, the fact that he tried to fool it with his big toe just seems just seems a little, like, suspicious. That's, I that's, would think with the... With the kick of a shotgun, I mean, you've seen shotguns bust people's shoulders. Smaller folk, like, about my size. I I mean, the kick from a shotgun, especially, I mean... It's a 12-gauge. Yeah, that could that can mess up your shoulder. I would assume that something as weak as your big toe, there would be some no, no, no. damage to your big toe from that kick. No, you're not thinking about it right. You can... You can How use not? a toe as an index to pull a trigger, and the butt of the gun is on the ground. It's going to take the recoil. It's still going to kick, though. It's still going to kick ground, back at you. Uh, I mean, uh, it's possible, but that's after the fact and after hmm. the shot has been done. I would still think there'd be some damage to his foot. Possible. Yeah, I mean, I mean he wouldn't feel it. It'd be gone, but it's still able it? to happen. And the other thing... Did they ever swab him for GSR? Gunshot that, residues. That, oh. that, I, I am not, I am not quite sure. Because, um, you know, when you, when you shoot a gun with your hand, there's gunshot residue on your hand. Yeah, it's the leftover powder, unburnt powder. There would at least be GSR on his foot. Or there, burning there's, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that we we find we have found out, but there's also a ton that we don't know, mm -hmm. and a lot of that is just because uh, the Seattle Police Department has kept real quiet about that. And um, and my theory is, and again, this is just my theory. I think I think the Seattle Police Department has something to do with it. I think the state of Seattle probably thought that it would be for the better, well, only because of the fact. That, like, not only that, like, was he not a great influence for the people of the time, especially younger people, to say, yes, continue to be depressed and to, you know, cause chaos across, uh, you know, the government and just be 
I guess you see, upset about a lot of stuff. That that was pretty much the whole grunge scene at that time, and pretty much Nirvana was the the title of grunge. You know, people can argue yeah, that they're not the first child. band to do it. Yeah, they're not the first person, the first band to do it. They're not the best to do it. However, they when people think of grunge, they think of they think of Nirvana because you know. Um, it's such a tragic story. You know, you talk about a person who talks about being upset and talks about several different situations and songs that are just not fantastic. For example, a lot of people don't know, but the song Polly Wants a Cracker by Nirvana is actually talking about a girl that is getting raped. And if you, yeah, yeah, if you, if you look it up, there's, it's a whole, it goes into the whole meaning behind the song and basically it's from this point of view of a certain female that pretty much got raped and killed. And, you know, I guess for, I think for me that I think that the state of Washington and Seattle, I think they didn't want, because a lot of bands, you, you're going to, they're very proud of where they come from. And the states are very proud where they come from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think for an example is a um, Florida Georgia line. Um, I forgot which one, but one of the, uh, one of the band members from Florida Georgia Line, one of the two guys, actually is from Volusia County, which is the county I'm in currently in Daytona Beach. Um, uh, he's from Volusia County, and his dad is actually the mayor. Before COVID and everything was happening, um, they uh, they would actually do a free concert around here, you know. And they were very proud of the fact that, like, yes, you know, Florida Georgia Line came here. You know, when you hear about those great times and those great songs, like that's where they get their inspiration from that area. I think that the state of Washington did not want to claim towards the fact that Kirk Cobain came from that area. And I think that they really did not want him to be continued on uh, being from there. And I don't, I, I'm not saying that they have anything to do with the murder. I'm just saying that Here's... when they, when they found out, you know, especially when you look at the, uh, pictures and they're just standing around you know there's several there are several agents just standing around not really doing they're protecting the scene but they're up on the second floor of this gigantic house he had in the middle of you know in seattle i think i think there's just there's just some things there that just don't they don't make sense i have i have something um now that you mention it because if you you believe that States would be proud of their musicians and their origin and something to be proud of. And obviously Seattle, having mm-hmm. Kurt as that outspoken and just a sharp 180 in terms of the music that was playing to what he was playing. And right. so the ending being his death and Seattle not wanting to talk about it because, think about it, Seattle is pr- is pretty... A depressing state. I don't know. It may be beautiful because it's always rainy, cloudy, cold. You know. That's why those people drink so much coffee. Probably so, and they have probably like lights that are installed to their house to give them their sunlight so they can have that feel good vibe. (laughs) I don't know. Those are real things, by the way. You can buy those, but Mm. that's probably you know if you have Seattle. We had Kurt Cobain, but I'd be proud of that because of the revolutionary things that he pushed for in the music industry and what genre. I mean, he helped cultivate a genre. It's mm-hmm. very, you know, it makes you think, like you say. Right, right. I, I, and like I said, uh, I could be completely false on this, but the fact is, is 
that's the sad thing about the whole thing is that we can only theorize we can only we can only talk about these things yeah we can only speculate because we we won't we don't have an answer they won't and i think seattle doesn't want to open the case back up again i think i don't think they do Mm -hmm. especially with current world events that happening that are happening in this world i don't think that they don't want to do it i don't think they i don't think they do according to cbs the seattle police department quote unquote re-examined the evidence in 2014 20 years after but uh, re-examined quote unquote yeah i mean what were some details about you know the case that you probably found more of because of Mm -hmm. today's technology I don't know. If you re-examined it, you would find some clues. Were there any indication on something mm-hmm. new? Nothing. They, they, not that not that CBS says. And so they I just, mean, they could have just said that they re-examined it just because of all the outcry over it. No, it they probably a year, they probably just read it like an old book. Like, oh yeah. But man. now the images that we've been looking at were released in March of sixteen. Okay. Yes. The FBI. Uh, 10-page uh, 10-page file that Jonathan referenced was only released earlier this year in May. Really? Yeah. And it's funny and it's funny how the the government's releasing a lot of stuff in the middle of like I guess you could say I'm not really in the middle of a pandemic cuz we're on the other side of it I think. Yeah. But they they and the funny thing is too and that's not the only thing that people didn't didn't really pay attention to. You know, there's also um, if you look it up, the Pentagon released you know, documents pretty much saying that like there have been unidentified flying objects. I heard about that. that. They that they have found that they that they have discovered. And the thing is, you know, you if you talk and if you find some of those documents, you know, you could they they try to you know back engineer like anybody would if you found something that can probably go from 60,000 feet into the air to sea level in a matter of seconds. Yikes. And, and you know, you it, the fact that like they just released this kind of stuff in the middle of a pandemic, it just seems suspicious. Like, why don't you want the American public to be more aware about this? You know, it just seems like they, yeah, they're going to release, you know, stuff, but there's also going to be stuff that's still blacked out. You know, oh yeah, you still, all the redactions yeah. and the—that's any government it. file, though they uh, pay taxes to keep them going, but they won't—they uh, keep more right. secrets than. Uh, I'm trying right. to think of something that keeps a lot of secrets. I. But uh. No, you're just getting so frustrated at the little pad. I am. I, I'm getting shit. mad at technology today. Um, you always do. So, <laughs> Kurt Cobain did not kill himself. Is uh, I I I fully believe that he did not kill himself. I can't. I'm not gonna say for sure what the motive was, who the person that did that. You know, I think all, everyone's first guess is Courtney, especially like in the early 2000s that there is a uh, credit uh, like a credit fraud report uh, because someone was using Kurt's identity and used hundreds of thousands of dollars in his name would the person had been dead already for 10 plus years at that point. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say for sure who did it, why they did it. You know, uh, all I'm going to say is, uh, I smell foul play, you know, kind of the same, kind of the same situation kind of going on in in more recent 
times, I think that there's foul play in the John McAfee situation. So, um, I don't know who a, John McAfee is. He's the so, creator of a very well-known software to start with, right? Correct. Yes, he is the founder of McAfee uh, Antivirus. Oh, uh, you know, I know what that is. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he is a very, very smart individual, um, but did not uh, like taxes. Uh, that is the reason why he got arrested in um, in uh, in several. Uh, he was originally gonna. He got charged in Tennessee, but he got arrested in Spain, and his body was found in a prison in Spain. However. I find it real funny how in several interviews he talked about how he has 31 uh, terabytes. He has 31 terabytes. That's a lot. That's a, you know, getting nerdy. That's, that's a lot. 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 Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of info. But he has 31 terabytes of government information that he says could possibly really expose the government. He claims to the fact that uh, the Department of um, I guess would it be Homeland Security or whatnot, but basically the person who, uh, the department that deals with a lot of like drug trafficking and whatnot. Right. The, the high administrator of that was the number one drug trafficker in the world. Oh boy. Just like the, um, I guess whatever department kind of deals with uh, deportations and immigration, yeah. I guess it's just Department of Immigration Services. I guess that would be the department. Um, the higher administrators of that are the number one people for human traffickers. And he, that's, that's what he claims. And he said he had 31 terabytes, 31 terabytes of this information. And, yeah. and he tweeted several times saying that, like, if, if I am in jail, if I ever get arrested, and I, I'm in the state of mind, like, I am in a stable state of mind, I am not trying to commit suicide. Shortly afterwards, he, he commits suicide. I, I especially I found uh, an article on CBS talking about has how his wife uh, doesn't Janet believe he McAfee. did it. I just saw that Business Insider released a story yesterday about that. Yes, yes, and she apparently the suicide note was in his pocket, but was not in his pocket before the suicide. Like, you know, usually if especially if you're in a situation like that, you know, AKA Jeffrey Epstein, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) right. You know, I, I would think that like, you know, or anybody that tries to commit suicide, you know, you, you have premeditated it. You, you have thought about it. You, you have thought about, is this the right decision to do? How do I want to go out? What are the last things that I want to say? Exactly. No, you don't, you don't on the whim scribble out, you know, some stuff, and then all of a sudden say, okay, it's time to go croak, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I think I think there is foul play, you know? I think there is foul play in those kind of situations. Now, why, you know? Reasoning? I I, I think, I theorize for for, for John McAfee, I, I really do believe that, you know, call me real crazy, but I think it was the government. I really do think that, you know, you had some, you know, men in black, you had some men in black suits mm-hmm. that they came along they said no that you're gone you're done get whatever especially especially since he was about to get extradited he was about to get extradited Ooh. i you, you know and he I knew just, he was going to be able to come back home and that right. he'd have his attorney out here and it's 
it just seems it seems real suspicious especially um i found it out to be false you know and not even where people are like well this website fact check no i'm a fact check myself yeah um you know i actually looked at some of the public records because there was a rumor and there was a now deleted tweet i can't find it anywhere on twitter anything like that but i looked up on public records because apparently at one point uh people supposedly saw a tweet saying like if i ever do quote croak you know go to this address uh, in florida uh and this is where you're going to find that 31 terabytes of information mm. and guess and, where it's coincidentally located uh if, Apparently, it was coincidentally located where the Miami condo collapsed, but I did look up the public records of the people who owned it. It was not him and his wife did not do it. Any of his subsidiary businesses did not own anything, any kind of stuff in there. Now, could there be a possible alias that there may be no connection? I don't know. You know, uh, he was a very smart guy. I, I, you well, know. see, that's that's where this becomes a quick conspiracy because, like you say, you looked into it, or there are there there's no evidence of any you know mm-hmm. ownership whatever whatsoever. It could be just but when you're hiding something like that from the government, you don't open up something in your own name. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this man died at seventy five. You know, yeah. he's he's been around the block, obviously, and to what was the relation between the death of him and that collapsing? Because there could also be a public play to maybe transfix on something else, you know. Um, I think, and I think so. I think, you know, coincidentally around that time that, like, especially since, you know, I think even just, like, as an American population, we, we really look towards, like, a mass tragedy and feel more upset about that than in one individual dying. But then again, you know, you think about that, and it's like the, uh, the, uh, what they call in psychology like the trolley car situation you know if you had the opportunity you know to figure out where this trolley car is going but on both sides of the tracks there are there's going to be on one side only one person tied down on the other side you're going to have you know let's say 60 are you going to just kill one individual and save the 60 or are you going to kill the 60 for the one individual and i think as american people we 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 seem to you know come more together as like a nation with a mass tragedy as compared to a tragedy of one individual who may have done a lot a lot of different things you know yeah um and you know there are a couple exceptions to that rule i think you know i think you know especially someone like uh, one in my memory that just popped up is like michael jackson you know michael jackson's death was (laughs) something that the american population said especially people who grew up in the 80s during the height of popularity, the king of pop, you know. Um, Come to find out that he was about to do a tour, you know, was getting ready, and then overdosed on medication because of his doctor. You know, uh, people said, "Mm, you know, you need to get that shit figured out, and you need to persecute that person, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I I really do think that I, I think all like again as together as an american population we we really do try to fixate more on like someone that we really do recognize and that or 
a mass tragedy as compared to really really trying to look and really trying to do research because you're going to have conspiracy theorists and you know and you're going to have conspiracy theories that may say it that may sound off the wall and you're going to have some that are just completely entirely no base like no facts you got nothing <clears throat> strict on that flat flutter well i mean like and, and and that's the and you know and that's the that's the crazy and that's kind of why I like uh, trying to figure out about like some conspiracy theories, figuring out more about that kind of stuff because it's 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 kind of funny how you know the the more stuff you find, you know, either you're gonna have your answers figured out and you're gonna say, oh well, this is a dead end, or what I really like is that you find something, but then you have more questions than answers that have been solved. Right, and, you know, you have to obviously mm-hmm. be interested and intrigued about the possibilities that could be, yet it's also can be an avenue for limitless rabbit holes, and, you and know, sure. and there's, right. there, there comes a time where you have to have your own rationale and say, mm-hmm. okay, how deep am I digging this hole, uh, and yeah. where am I going with this? <laughs> right, It's like right. getting lost I mean, in like, Reddit. Oh, I mean, well, like, yeah. I mean, like you just you, we just had the other the other week, um, someone finally figure out the last cipher from the Zodiac Killer. Like, oh, really? I, I, yes, it, it 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 was crazy. I looked it up. Uh, I looked it up on the news, and we just had someone figure out the last cipher for the Zodiac Killer. Years, years later, years. Yeah. Damn, like, decades. We're talking. We're talking almost what? let's say around like closer to 40 years decades 40 yeah years, especially since like the, the police departments couldn't figure it out they could not they couldn't they couldn't figure out that cipher and the fact that like we had someone that literally spent a good majority of the pandemic sitting down and saying let's figure out this cipher you know this is something to just kill time i'm stuck in my house let's let's figure out this cipher and eventually figured it out you know i think I think for for better or for worse, some things that came out of this pandemic, obviously, for the millions of people, not even just uh, like uh, millions of people across the world have died and millions of others, you know, have been terribly sick and possibly with things that may never be fixed. You know, there are some people I still talk to who, who have it and months, months later still have not been able to smell or taste things. No, but true. That. On the other hand, we as 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 uh, you know, mankind have figured out with the kind of time that we have had, uh, have been able to figure out some of some of the biggest mysteries. You know, you know, I, I, I believe you know eventually at some point we're going to figure out who DB Cooper was. You know, I think we're going to. Who's DB Cooper? D.B. Cooper was an individual, I want to say it was, it was either in the 60s or 70s, who all he was wearing was a suit, sunglasses, had short black hair. He walked onto a plane. He said, uh, I have a bomb what? on this plane, and I, I'm going to, I would like to have uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yes. I don't he know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. He, got his, he got his money. You know, because this was happening and the plane was in the air. He was able to get his money and then jumped out of the plane, was never be able to found again. No leads, no nothing. 
got nothing on you. What? But I, I think eventually, I think that with, you know, the new technology we have nowadays and, like, stuff that we may have not have figured, like, thought about, even thought about back then, I think you're going to figure out a lot about, you know, mysteries and, like, different conspiracy theories. I think you're going to find out a lot about more stuff in the next few years. I, I, I for sure, especially... I think for me, I really do think you're going to figure out more about extraterrestrial life. I would oh, say dude, within that's the next, what I'm excited about. Yeah, I think with I think within the next ten years, you're gonna they're gonna say we're gonna figure out like there has been extraterrestrial life. This because I mean like if you really think about it, we really didn't like I guess you could say really started to figure out or have people say like oh you know this happened and whatnot until we as mankind started to build nuclear weapons. I think that we've had extraterrestrial life kind of like sit back and they're like, okay, let's see what this humanity does. Exactly. And then, and then when we figured out nuclear weapons, they went, uh-oh. They oh, said, shit. Mm, time, this is... time, to, time to take a visit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, and I told somebody once, uh, what are the chances that we're actually the ETs? I know, I, right? It could, you know, and very much into other eyes of, like, different species, you you may be very well right. I think you, you could be very well right, you know. To their eyes, we are the extraterrestrial, you know. What are those people doing, you know? Yeah. Why why do they breathe oxygen instead of carbon dioxide, you Is know? Is that why like, looks at us funny? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they, they, they're the ones looking at us funny instead of us looking at them funny, you know what I mean? I think... But I, I really do think within the next couple of years, especially now that we're getting into commercial space travel, <laughs> I think... Dude, right? That boy Musk, Elon. Oh, not even just Elon, but all good old Mr. Bezos said, okay, cool, uh, I'm pretty much the, the number one capitalistic uh, you know, corporation that you could ever think of. Uh, he's like, I'm done with that. Now I'm going to space travel. He went up to space just the other day. Just the other day, he went what? up to space. Yes. I didn't even know yeah. about that. I didn't even hear anything about that. Yes, yes. Uh, I forgot. I want to say the name of the company that he's trying to do for commercial space travel is like Blue Origin. I, I think like it's the name. name of that. Interesting. But then, but then you have like the uh, the person who's over like the whole uh, like the Virgin Mobile, the Virgin Resort, and whatnot. They're also going to have Virgin. Space travel. <laughs> gonna, yeah. yeah that, what's his name? That, he's very eccentric. Because uh, he's always uh, just one. He's always done his own thing. Apparently, Virgin Airlines is like the best airline to fly. Huh. I don't uh, even, are they still Richard, a thing? Richard Branson is the guy's name. Richard Branson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Virgin Airlines still a thing? Yeah, still oh, a yeah. thing. Uh, they he's don't got fly a cruise line though. too, right? He has multiple things. Yeah, they, they don't they don't they don't fly to too many places I think, but and I think a lot of people don't like the idea of what a lot of Virgin like. I think the major thing for Virgin Airlines is like you know it's a cheap way to travel. You know, uh, just like there's a Virgin Resort in Las Vegas, you got no resort fees, none, huh? Zero, Ooh. nada. You know, and it has a casino in it and everything. And I don't think people like the idea of that, I guess, especially for investors. Because they're saying, cool, that sounds like a great idea. That's 
you're going to have to have a longer time to recoup her money. And that's, uh, I think, personally, a thing that, especially with companies and investors, if you, if you're not getting your money quick, not even just seeing it as an investment, say like, what can do this in 20 years? They're saying, what can I this want do my money tomorrow? Five years? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's all about quick. They want the, they want the next big thing. They want to recoup their money quick. Exactly. Oh, hey, speaking of freaking. Three days ago, it was the 4th of July. Speaking of America and money and quickness. America, money, quickness. America, what? we like our money quick, damn it. Yes. How was your 4th of July, Jonathan, down in Daytona? Um, I actually just had a kind of a quiet one. You know, I was uh, seeing uh, some of the other Floridians, you know, shoot off fireworks. But really, I just had a couple of drinks and watched Independence Day. That's, you know, and if you yeah. don't watch Independence Day on Independence Day... You're not even American. Why yeah. are you living? <laughs> whoa, 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 don't go that far, Caleb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny how some movies have just have been ingrained and into our culture for just, like, certain things, you know? Mm. You watch Independence Day on Independence Day. We grew up doing that. Right. Right, you know. In Orlando, I mean, nonetheless, with our with our grandmother. Exactly. So, you know? I mean, it's a it's, or, it's you a know, vibe. You watch you watch the movie Halloween on Halloween, you know. Or, As one you know, should. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, those movies scare me. <laughs> it's kind of funny how how some things can be so ingrained in pop culture and how some things are not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so. And it's like it's there's no rhyme or reason either. You know, there could have been there could have million millions of slasher movies that could have been like the one to watch, but one guy decided, why don't we make a slasher movie that it takes place on Halloween, and we call it Halloween. Of and then course. people were like, what a great great idea, and then it just made a bunch of money. And now every time you see that mask, you get scared shitless. <laughs> yeah, so, it's 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 kind of funny. That's why I don't watch those movies. They already scare me, anyways. I don't need more nightmares. You ever watched The Nun? No, no, I have not, and I don't plan on it. The Catholics scare me enough already. Oh, buddy, we need to watch it then. Nope. <laughs> right. You know, I uh, I just watched the other day the uh, the third Conjuring movie. The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, um, the newest one. I have seen that one. Brian, pretty we good. saw that in the theaters, which is funny because Brian and scary movies, but it was good. Well, it's uh for me, you know, it wasn't. I guess you could say as scary as the other ones. I like the the storylines that pretty much someone got possessed and now they have to go into court, right? And say that like you know he pleads innocent due to you know possession of the devil, yeah. and he wins. He wins. You know, and that's an actual thing. He won in the court case. He only served five years in prison. And him and his girlfriend at that point, they got married. And they're still married together today. Wait, that movie was like a true thing? Oh, yeah. That's, the whole storyline within is based yeah, on... Based. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. But, but the thing that the thing about that movie, because I was like, this isn't super scary. But the thing that like actually kind of gave me chills is at the end. You hear... Because at the beginning of the movie, you see... Um, oh, wait. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Spoiler well, alert. 
spoiler alert, at the, it's not really spoiler anything, but spoiler alert, at the beginning of the movie, you see an exorcism happen. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the, like, during the credits, you actually hear the tapes from the actual exorcism. And I think the tapes themselves that the play at the credits is scarier than the whole movie. That, during the credits, gave me chills. Gave me chills. Because huh. then, like, then I think it, because, like, I think for, at least for me, as a person that watches a ton of different movies, I think that, like, when, you, when you're watching, like, a fictional movie, you know, there's a part in your brain, like, back there that's like, oh, you know, this is scary and whatnot, but, like, this is the real. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, when you when you hear something, like, even when it's, like, based on a true story, you're like, one in a million, don't care. <laughs> but, like, then if you hear something like that, you know, you when you actually hear that and then your brain makes a connection, like, oh, not only is this a movie, like, a scary movie, it actually happened, you know, and I've, I've, I've heard or seen that physical evidence after the fact. Yeah. I think, I think that makes it a little bit more... Credible? A little bit more creepy for you. Yeah, a little bit more credible and a little bit more creepy. You know? ma- ma- makes you not want to sleep in the dark. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know where we live, it's like the cursed cowardly doghouse out here. We're in the middle of nowhere. It really is. I never made that connection. <laughs> we live in cursed cowardly dog land out here, except... Not a desert. And Ro- Roxy's really not a coward. She's just not vicious. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they just... They just announced that they're going to do a, uh, a Courage the Cowardly Dog and Scooby-Doo crossover. I saw that! Same. I um, saw that. Look, if it's not the original voices, I don't want it. Right? That's going to be hard to pull off. It's I like mean, that new Space Jam. Bugs Bunny does not sound like Bugs Bunny. Nah. Well, a lot of those voice actors have either passed on or they just retired. The only exception you really have of that still is kind of revolving back uh, is Disney. Um, you yeah. still actually have the voices of Mickey and Minnie, and uh, at least from when they were from, like, I would like to say, like, probably in the real big heyday of Disney, like in the 40s, 50s, you know? Um, you, huh. they're, and they're, they're the original voices. They still do it to the day, and they're still at the voice actors of Mickey and Minnie are actually married, and they are still married. Oh, how cute. Yeah, you know, it's so sweet, you almost get diabetes from it. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's about time for Caleb's Day in History, because we're recording this on July 7th of the year of our Lord, 2021. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Well, to take it back, yeah, 89 years, right? Is my math right? No, that is much oh, longer well, than that. Caleb, 19... Jonathan, <laughs> 19, how many years 30. ago was 1930? That's 119. Uh, no, you're... you're I, I have to leave now. Am Caleb, I triggering Caleb people? Hurt in my head. I'm triggering people? Okay. I, Kidding. Yeah, I was like 80? 80 years? Uh, yes. 81 years. Okay. <laughs> no? No, I'm 70, 80, 91. 91. 91. Kind of wow, this shows how <laughs> smart we all are today. Right. Uh, it's the end of the day for me, and it's starting for him. So. Yeah. All right, so 91 yeah. years ago today. Right, 1930, July 7th. The Hoover Dam 
begins to great, uh, break ground. It was the construction of the Hoover Dam. It began today. And over the next five years, a total of 2,100 men, Thousand. they would work... 21,000 <clears throat> 21, men would work ceaselessly to produce what would be the largest dam of its time, as well as one of the largest man-made structures in the world. Now, I sourced that from History.com. That is today in history. Well, damn it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, like, I've never been to the Hummer Dam, but I mean, like, it's, it's, it's pretty large, I would say. Pretty big. Pretty big. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> really? Pretty big Lavaster? Oh, pretty, pretty big Lavaster the Thirst. Well, your jokes, I mean, you have probably a, a handbook that you just have in your mind, like, yep, that's what Dude, I'm going to say. I have a little black book of horrible jokes. <laughs> oh well, uh, Jonathan, any uh, closing remarks? All I'm going to say is that don't believe everything you hear. Yeah, well, or read. have your own opinions. Have your own opinions. Don't believe everything you read. Do your own research. And the government's a bunch of lying pieces of shit. Ah, yeah. Well. <laughs> You got to know. They, uh, 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 oof. They, like, they like to lie about something, though. Not everything. You got to know. Yep. Caleb, closing remarks. Um, have a great day, everybody. Um, as usual, hit us up on social media at Easy Speaking Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. And TikTok. TikTok. At Easy Speaking Media on um, YouTube. And single ladies, hit us up. Yeet, yeet. Yee. And this has been another episode of the, the Easy Speaking, Speaking Podcast. Podcast. Jonathan, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, Thank you. not a problem. Thank you, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit off the air. Yes. Okay. Hi. Bye.